Welcome to the Make Some Gains podcast. I'm your host, Summer Venowitz, and this is a space where I'll be cutting through the bullshit and stripping away the filter. My aim is to help you reframe your mind, question the norms, and push you to achieve new levels of success. Through raw conversations, I'll open up about my personal experiences, my ideas, and my struggles. I want to empower you to live up to your full potential. Let's go make some gains. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I'm so excited that you're still here. (laughs) Today, I want to talk about taking messy action. So again, if you follow me, I talk so much about this and your comfort zone versus getting outside of your comfort zone. But the reason why I wanted to talk about taking messy action specifically is because This podcast is a perfect example of that. I wish you could see me right now because I have a janky microphone plugged into my phone. I'm recording on GarageBand. Who knew that GarageBand could be so useful? (laughs) My little brother pulls it out and plays the piano and the guitar and I'm like, that thing is so stupid. And now here I am using it to record this. Um... But it's like I thought of the idea. I'm like, you know what? I want to start a podcast. I want to take this seriously. I I want to do it. And instead of sitting on it and saying, okay, let's, let's wait. Let's wait for the perfect time. Let's wait until we can buy all the expensive equipment and get it all set up. I said, no, if we want to do it, let's go do it. Let's put ourselves into a situation to just send it. So I went out. I bought this microphone. I'm talking into my cell phone right now on GarageBand and we're here. We're doing the dang thing. So it's it's janky. It's a janky setup and in the future I'm sure I will upgrade but to get myself going and like I said put myself into a situation where I have to take action that's that's just how it has to be. So, if I could attribute one thing to my success in any area of life thus far, it would be taking messy action. You cannot wait for things to be perfect or wait for the perfect time because there will never, ever, ever be a perfect time. Things will never align. I mean, if you scroll out, like think of your life on a graph and let's scroll out and let's see what's happening throughout life. There's ups, there's downs. It's never perfect. And this is something that I talk with my clients all the time about is you cannot expect perfection and you cannot expect to show up perfect because if you do, you're just setting yourself up for failure. You have to know that you're going to fail. You're going to have days where you eat like shit, you train like shit, you don't train at all, you feel like shit, and you let your bitch voice take over. We'll talk about that in a minute, (laughs) but it's never, ever, ever going to be perfect, especially if you have a significant other, a family, kids, a dog, a cat. I mean, they're going to get sick. They're going to get hurt. There's going to be unexpected events left and right. So there's just never, ever, ever going to be a perfect time. The holidays are never going away. Vacations are never going away. So you have to learn to roll with the punches. 
So, I mean, whether it's the body that you want, the choices that you want to make with your health, you want to get fit, the relationship that you want, the job that you want, if you wait, you will start to self-sabotage. So we have, I call it two voices. Like there's two voices in my head. And my mentor, Sam, did a really good job of explaining this to me. She's like, Summer, you have this intuition And then you have logic and your intuition, that is the gut feeling. That is the the voice in your head that says you should really do this. But if you wait long enough to act on hearing that coach or quitting your job or buying a microphone to start a podcast, that logic voice starts to creep in actually it comes crashing in in my opinion telling you all of the reasons why it's too scary or it's not the right time or you should just wait you should just stay so this logic voice I call that the bitch voice I don't know who I got this from it had to have been Andy Frisella or David Goggins one of those guys um and uh, yeah, the, the bitch voice is what, what I consider to be that, that logical voice in your head that says, mm, maybe we shouldn't go to the gym. I mean, you only have an hour and a half before you have to be back. So uh, mm, I don't know if you should go. So this is something too that takes practice. Overcoming that bitch voice and leaning into your intuition, it's not something that you can just start doing overnight. It is something that you kind of have to to practice over time. I do think that some people have a natural ability to just say, fuck yes, I'm doing this. But most people, not so much. And I think the people that easily say yes I mean, throughout school, they're probably seen as the dumb ones that are like, oh my gosh, they're making such dumb choices. They're saying yes to everything. They don't have a filter. And a lot of those, a lot of times it's like those people that just say fuck yes, they end up being really, really, really successful, happy. They live fulfilling lives because they don't let that logic voice creep in. So I think our resistance to our intuition and bitch voice it it's due to number one how we were raised and how our families talk about risk so my family I don't know how your family is but my family it's like if we bring up hey yeah we're looking into rental properties they're like oh my gosh that's so scary what if the water heater goes out just all of the negatives that could come from that which again that's probably due to how their parents talked about risk so I don't blame them at all but I think that has a big part in in your ability to take risk is your family I also think it could be due to your own experience with risk so maybe in high school you asked a boy out and you went outside of your comfort zone and you took a risk and maybe that boy shut you down and said heck no I'm not going out with you and that almost leaves a a scar in your brain or a tattoo in your brain where it's like oh risk is scary and risk does not pay off versus if you went out there and you asked a boy out to prom and they said heck yeah let's do this thing and then it ended up spiraling and turning into a long-term boyfriend and a husband like then you would probably be more adapt to take more risks 
And I also think this is due to society's view on risk. So the people that you follow, if they're big risk takers, if they're not, the people that you interact with, um, I think that all really plays into taking taking messy action versus sitting in the in the safe zone. So me, it's like I look back at these last few years and if I would have waited for the perfect time to start my business, it never would have happened. If I would have waited for the perfect time to compete, it never would have happened. If I would have waited until I was quote unquote ready for a relationship, I would not be in a four-year relationship right now. Funny story, when Logan asked me out, I actually said no. He, if he listens to this, he's gonna kill me, but I, he asked me, and I was like, no, 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 no. We were talking for like six months at that time, maybe a little bit longer even, kind of just, just flinging around like it was nothing too serious and when he asked me my mindset was like oh my gosh no I am not ready for a relationship uh I no 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 and (laughs) I could tell when I told him no he was about to never talk to me again and I slept on it I went to work the next day and throughout work, I was like, oh man, maybe I, maybe I messed up. Maybe I should. I, I'm just, I was like, I don't feel like I'm ready for it though. I, I just don't feel like it's something that I want at this point. But I'm like, uh, we do really vibe with one another. And clearly he likes me enough. So I literally went back the next day and I asked him out. I said, okay, will you be my boyfriend? <laughs> So after that, another fuck yes situation, we moved in together after four months of dating. Like what? I never, I am not that type of girl either where I I make decisions like that with boys. I'm very reserved and almost like pessimistic when it comes to relationships where I'm like, Ooh, I don't know how long this one's gonna last. But for some reason, I guess when you know, you know, and uh, that was another messy action where I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do it. We did it. And then another few months later, we ended up getting a dog. And again, it was like, this was all before a year, maybe even six months of us dating. So I had a lot of just messy action decisions, but Again, it was my intuition telling me, this is right, this feels right, just do it. And, I mean, it's paid off thus far. Um, And then another one was traveling in the van. It's something that I wanted to do super bad. And, I mean, you have all the logic, the bitch voice, it tells you all of the reasons why that wouldn't work, why it shouldn't work, why it's too risky, but we did it and enjoyed it. And sometimes, most of the time, your intuition, it doesn't, that voice, it doesn't make sense in the moment. It's like, why would you move in with this boy after four months? Why would you invest in a mentor and spend almost half of your bank account on this this lady? And especially that one, the, the investment in a mentor, it made zero sense. And everyone around me did not hold back with telling me that. But again, it was my intuition. It was, it was that inner voice saying, okay, 
this is it. This is something that's going to to push the needle forward. It's going to push you outside of your comfort zone. It's going to force you to start taking action. So just do it. Just jump in. But um, that decision, of course, has spiraled into something pretty freaking awesome. I mean, most of these decisions that I, I've made, the messy decisions, have turned into to greatness. And I don't regret any single one of them. And I would not be talking into this janky-ass microphone into GarageBand if I wouldn't have taken messy action. And this isn't only for big decisions in life. This could be for daily decisions. So uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I will roll out of bed and go to the gym in my pajamas with my hair all wackadoodle. (laughs) And uh, sometimes it'll be a walk, sometimes it'll be a run, sometimes I'll go to the gym. But I know myself and I know if I spend more than 30 minutes getting ready, brewing coffee, I'll sit and I'll procrastinate and I'll let that bitch voice creep in and then it'll tell me all of the reasons why I should just push the gym until later. So what I do is I act as fast as I can jump out of bed, brush my teeth, brush my hair sometimes, put on clothes brew coffee, sprint out the door. I don't let the thoughts, I almost like turn on a podcast, turn on music, whatever it is to distract my mind and distract that voice of logic trying to come in. So I mean, that's a good one that you can use on a daily basis. But at the end of the day, you really just have to learn how to block out that bitch voice. So a lot of times too, how many how many times have you said, I'm going to start a new habit or start a side gig or start a podcast or start a new hobby or quit my job? And you'd say these things and then you don't stick to them or you don't follow through with them. Our brains are wired for comfort. So we automatically want what is easiest and most comfortable and most convenient. So that's going to be sitting on the couch, scrolling on TikTok, scrolling on Instagram. It's not going to be going outside and going for a run or getting your book out and reading. Those are difficult things to do and it takes it takes almost more mental strength than physical strength to do those things. And our brains, we want dopamine. That is what we want is we want that happy feeling. And at the end of the day, taking messy action, it can help to achieve long-term success and give us long-term fulfillment and happiness. So sometimes we have to give up some of that short-term dopamine from sitting on our food or sitting on our phones, eating the food, the donuts, the cookies. Of course, that's what we're wired to want. But at the end of the day, sometimes we have to give up those short-term hits to achieve long-term fulfillment and happiness, if that makes sense. Messy action can be a catalyst for this. So my challenge for you is to start focusing on taking messy action on a daily basis. Even if it's just the smallest of things, getting to the gym, um, not scrolling on your phone first thing in the morning, drinking a glass of water 
in the morning, whatever it is, and really start to get in tune with these two voices. Is it your intuition? Is it the bitch voice? And what I like to do too is remove this logic or this bitch voice and think about it like a devil on your shoulder trying to sabotage you, sabotage your happiness, sabotage your success and that helps so so much because then you almost remove it from you. It's not part of you, it's something else or somebody else and it's it's trying to sabotage you. So why would you listen into that voice Um, and that really helps me at least get more in tune with this intuition and stops me from caving into listening to that bitch voice. Okay, that is it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you gained something. If you did, please share, leave a review. It, it helps so much. It'll help me. It'll help the show. It'll help to boost it. And uh, I really, really, really appreciate that you're here. And I'll catch you on the next episode. 